Hey guys, what's going on? It's John and Ryan here for No Holding Back. It is June 5th and we are here ready to talk NBA Finals, NBA offseason preview, everything that's going on with NFL minicamp, and then obviously the biggest upset or one of the biggest upsets in, in boxing history would happen on Saturday here at MSG. And then we're going to get into, you know, since uh, big James Jeopardy lost finally on Monday, we're going to get into our top five, you know, greatest sports streaks and uh, which ones we think are basically going to be unbreakable. So we know tonight, 9 p.m., I think the game is at, finals, Warriors, and uh, I was going to say Cavs, but that's not the Cavs, obviously, the Raptors. Um, so what's really the big storylines here, Ryan? I think it's probably the injuries, no? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's taken over, and it's kind of crazy too, right? Uh, it's first finals, I remember, it's so many extracurricular going on inside. Right. Right, you you have all these off season moves and stuff, but let's start with the finals. Kawhi hasn't looked the same since uh, decimating the Sixers. Mm-hmm. He had that leg injury. I I've heard it was the knee, but it looks like he's not getting the same lift off the same explosion, which has gradually been going down. Well, they said that it had to do not just with the Sixers series, but also had to do with his previous injury in San Antonio. So he's like overcompensating for the quad, and that's what's affecting his knee. Uh, that may have caused it. They're saying, yeah, but right. also because of all the minutes that he played with the against the Sixers, yeah, and, the Bucks, and you can tell by his shot, it, it's right. just more of a line drive than getting that natural arc to it. Right, he's not getting the elevation. Right, um, but now Golden State, right? Katie's still been out. Who knows mm-hmm. if he's even going to come back? Well, they're saying if he gets in just one practice. They've, they they've think been saying that play. the whole time, though. Right, right. And but the he, injury when it happened looks pretty bad. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I don't think me and you are still convinced that it's a calf injury. But, you know, I, I don't think they can lie on their injury reports like that. So Definitely not as, like a level one sp- sprain. No, you know no, I mean? absolutely not. No, absolutely not. But it's a we, heck of a tear. But we need to really understand that he's more worried about what his future's like. And we'll get into that in, in, when we get to the offseason talk. But I think the bigger concerns is the the Warriors depth now you have Clay Thompson who everybody pretty much believes will not play tonight right and then um, Looney ends up breaking his collarbone so in the done. last game so now you're gonna have to rely on McKinney and don't forget Cousins is just coming back from an injury too right but I think he's gonna start and he's his legs are getting under him yeah you know, but he what I'm saying is he started off the season popped the Achilles you know, around the same injury. It, it, it could be. It could be. But I can see him coming back and, and really, now that Clay's not going to play, they may run the offense through him, through Steph, off of high pick and rolls. I mean, they they have the ability to They don't to really have win. an option. They don't. They don't. I mean, look who look who's going to have to step up since Looney's out and Clay's out. How about the single box the other night? I haven't seen that in a long time. Since, uh, like, CYO basketball where you know since the i one traveled down really to my good. local ymca <laughs> where everybody was just isolating it on the one kid who could yeah, score exactly and, but that's if they're not if the raptors aren't going to shoot the ball well now do you think the raptors not um the way they closed out they were too excited they couldn't get their shots down at the end of game two they really should have won with clay out and taking advantage you think that's going to come back to haunt them uh, well, before even Clay went out, I believe they were down nine. Yeah, so, and they had a bunch of unlucky baskets, right? And they had a bunch of unlucky bounces too. I mean, mm-hmm. the ball ends up in you know in Iguodala's hands, and he takes a shot. To end it, right? So, I mean, the, the, each game is going to be close. I don't see any game being a blowout in in any in any sense of the. In any how sense of how stupid are the Warriors, man? I'm just tired of them. The, uh, Curry's like, yeah, you, you don't disrespect him like that. Like, you're not supposed to run out to him. Like, right, you, right. You let him take that shot and you get the rebound. Look. Mm-hmm. I, I think the whole disrespectful thing with, with, with Curry is a little overblown for from a media standpoint. I mean, the guy is probably one of the most beloved players in the world. And for whatever reason, they're saying that he doesn't get enough credit amongst his peers. For, for what reason? Like, I, I don't understand that whole logic that's being kind of thrown around these media circles, primarily on, like, 
Van Pelt show I, at midnight. I, I thought it was his wife who didn't get enough credit, wasn't that? <laughs> or no, yeah, she was. She no, was getting enough all, attention. Yeah, on she was getting all pissed <laughs> off because all the guys are giving the attention to her husband. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or or her daughter, you know, like Riley and everything yeah. like that. So you know, no, what? they I'm can have it. Kidding? I mean, yeah, he gets plenty of attention, man. But look, he plays on an all star team. How much attention do you really want or deserve? And he and I'm pretty sure it's uh, very flattering to go down as the best shooter in the history of the NBA when it's all said Which and done. Which you're never going to take away from him. Right, He's right. So, unreal. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be a very interesting finals because there's a lot that's really going to ride on this specific series. You know, one, you have a lot of rumors and going on about um, yeah, I mean, just look at Katie himself. Right. Exactly. How's the injury? Is it going to impact? If he comes back, does it impact anything? If they lose, does it impact anything right. with him leaving and all? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But I think the one thing that makes this series so interesting is, and it's going to be, it's you're probably going to laugh, but I think the Drake effect is amazing in this series. How so? Well. Like remember, like back in the day, the times when Spike Lee and Reggie Miller used to just go at it, but the, and then the two of them just disliked each other. At this point, Drake is next to the Raptors bench. Spike was always on the other side with you know on Celebrity Row, so he never had that type of interaction. That's the first thing. Uh this, well, I mean, besides for giving Reggie the choke sign, yeah, but it's not like he was running up to you know Pat Riley and putting his hands on his on his shoulders, like you know rubbing him down, to, you know giving yeah, him that he, congratulatory he kind of thing, right? But it's also that that needs to be understood. I think the fact that but you're Drake's- also you're also talking about an organization who nobody's cared about. They have like 33 of these Jurassic parks going on all right. over Canada. It's right. wild. They were saying people like all the commentators and all who were going to the, the finals. Right. They have to leave like an hour earlier than they normally would for NBA finals because it's so packed outside. They mm-hmm. can't get part. Po- Past anyone, but I think it's pretty cool the the scene that's going on up in Toronto. I oh, it's wild! It's, it's good I for think them. It's awesome. But I mean, just getting back to, I mean, they've been the joke of the playoffs. Yeah, because they would overachieve during the regular season and then flop when they got into. the I playoffs. mean, it was one person really. Yeah, but still, it doesn't really take over that the, they had a good team and they ended up trading away a good player for you know a great player. So that well, talking about streaks too. How about they always used to lose the first game of yeah. every playoff series? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the other thing with Drake is he's all boys with all of these guys on the Warriors, too. So, like, they're, they're, they're talking shit back and forth. It's going to be very interesting to see where he's going to be sitting. They told him that the only seat that he was going to be able to get in Oracle was, like, in the nosebleeds. I don't <laughs> believe that. I'm pretty sure he's going to pay a hefty dime to make sure his ass is on the court. You know somebody's going to sell their ticket. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that the Coliseum and the Warriors were like, we'll leave him one seat, and that one seat's going to be nowhere near the court, I think is just... Great banter between the two social media platforms of the two teams in the finals. Right. Hey, hey, heck with it. How about he just goes to Jurassic Park and says, I don't need you? Well, that's what he does. That's what he did in the uh, the away game when they closed out in Milwaukee. He was basically on stage. He had all of his like entourage on there and he was just rocking out with the Jurassic Park outside of uh, the stadium up there. It's not a bad choice. So he may, hell, he may not even be at this game tonight, but I'm pretty sure he, like, he would want to be. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. If he doesn't go, it's kind of a low blow to Absolutely. Oracle, yeah, absolutely. You know? and, absolutely. I agree. I agree with that. So it's going to be very interesting what's going to be happening on the, on the outside the lines of uh, of the court. But how do, how do you think this impacts Clay or sorry, Kawhi's decision to stay? So there are a couple things when it comes to Kawhi. I think it he kind of likes being in his own place. And mm-hmm. I think the good thing about Toronto is he can have his own like solidarity up there, and he can be his own person. They've got they're going over the top for him. I and, mean, they're well, offering him all these extra right on the side. He can get free food from for right. life from a lot of places, a lot right. of really good steakhouses. One of the developers offered him like equity, house. right? Yeah, he so, bought a ha- he bought a house in Toronto. Yeah, but players buy real yeah, estate yeah. everywhere. That Absolutely. doesn't matter. Absolutely, um, but I think the bi- one of the big things is the medical staff. The medical staff up there, one of the best, is one of the best. Oh, is it? He's limping around right now. Well, I mean that ha- that has a lot to do with just 
pre. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking. No, pre Toronto uh, injury, but it's there, a good. There, it's a there's good a reason point, he's out there on the floor and everything. Right. So you you don't know with him. He's very quiet to himself. But I, man, after and talk about a GM who could get things done, right? Well, so, you, so you know they're gonna have to make moves. OG is going to be like one of their best up and coming. You mm. know, uh, Pascal. Right, Siakam. Yep, he's been doing his thing. So you got two really good young players up there. And, it's, and you it, surrounded the team with veterans, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's I think it's probably one of the better rosters in the league. And first of all, there's only with, two teams. With one of the best through. GMs. Probably the best GM. I mean, the, I, I can't imagine how many times the rumors came out where the Knicks I mean, were trying to grab him, you too. Have, you have to say Bob Myers is up there also, who built Golden State. Well, I, a lot of people give more credit to Jerry West building Golden State than Bob Myers, but you can't really take that away from Bob yeah. Myers, though. And then the God himself, a.k.a. Sam Hinkie. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, we, we all know your obsession with Sam Hinkie, so we won't need to go d- a deeper dive into that love affair. But I think if, you, if we were to really talk about uh, Kawhi's two destinations of where he could go, I think it's either going to be uh, Toronto, which I would give the early favor to in re-signing, then probably the Clippers because he's from you know that area, and I right. do not see him getting involved in that mess in uh, in the purple and gold. No, but who I do see going there, right? I I could see Kyrie going back. I've I've said that for a while right. now. Which isn't which you put that out there very far ahead of a lot of other people, and you know, kind of the stories coming out with Kyrie that may be one of the destinations. But you know, I I wouldn't want to see that happen again. That's like that's like your ex girlfriend, right? Like you you kind of like stay in touch. You've you've kind of said, oh, you know, like, we're good friends, but do you really want to get back together and do this dance again? Uh, No. Why not? Because that... For a whole season? Maybe a game? That boyfriend protected him. Look at all the media attention he was just getting in Boston. You imagine him in New York with these uh, Illuminati statements? (laughs) Well, I mean, Kyrie's... A lot of Kyrie destination talk is uh, MSG with the Knicks. Brooklyn apparently has come up to be one of the front runners, and then your your uh, prediction with the L.A. Lakers. So um, I've actually came off the Kyrie Irving to New York Knicks MSG train. Um, I I would love to see it happen. Him him and KD in New York, man. Oh man. Well, Charles Barkley. Oh, the reality out, right? show in itself. Well, Charles Barkley ends up coming out and says that KD doesn't have thick enough skin to, and and the basically the balls to play in New York. He doesn't. Well, we all know your opinion about Well, Durant. now Chuck's backing me, too. Well, you know what? Listen, it really comes down to legacy when it, with, with Kevin Durant. It, it, if, he's, if they lose, I think he goes back to Golden State. I do. Wait, how's that build his legacy? Well, it won't. If they, first of all, if they lose, it hurts his legacy for, for two reasons. One, he can't say he was on a team who three-peated, which, regardless of him being there for the finals, he's still a part of that team from a historical standpoint. But he, his biggest problem is that he is living in the shadow of the generation of LeBron from a accolade standpoint on the court and then from a business acumen off the court. KD's business is growing heavily. His business is growing specifically in, in New York, where it's one media of his destinations. Right. His media corporation is analytical corporation. But the thing that some people don't really understand about KD is that... Everything? Um, <laughs> well, you don't understand everything, maybe, because you think he saw for going to to the Warriors after they, after they had him up. But I think if he goes to the Knicks and he wins a championship, he will be regarded as the best New York basketball player ever over Bernard King, over... Patrick Ewing over Walt Frazier over all of those type of guys. Earl the Pearl Monroe. And now he's been able to rise up and build a championship on one of the most historical teams in history. Uh, he has not been able to build it. It was built before he came. He I'm joined the it. Knicks. If he goes to the Knicks, not the uh, Warriors. Not the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think you're counting your chickens before they No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying it, it just makes sense for... From for his him to try for it? For hey. him to strive for that. 
Because what is his biggest problem? Because you call him you call him soft and you call him thin skinned because he thinks that people don't like him. If he does good in New York, no the, regardless of the media attention and the scrutiny that comes in New York, they will protect him. It's a big if. But they haven't had anybody they, oh, you know how you know how much the New York media protected Carmelo Anthony? That fucking Pillsbury Doughboy out there? Please. Yeah, who traded away half his team before he could get there? Yeah, so you know what? That, that's that's what I think is ahead of KD. If he goes to Brooklyn, uh, that would just be like nobody gives a shit about Brooklyn. It really no. I don't. I live in Manhattan. Yeah. I don't go out to the fucking Barclays Center to watch a basketball game, have, even if the tickets are ten dollars. Have less media, you know, scrutiny out there. But what is that going to do for you? Like you're not about you. You're you're the best player in the NBA right now. You really think? That you want to go to a second-tier team in Brooklyn? You think that's really smart from a legacy standpoint? Because that's the only thing you're chasing now. Hmm. Are, are we calling call Brooklyn a second-tier team compared to the Knicks? From a historical standpoint, from absolutely. Histori- aside from that. Look at the teams right now. Oh, right now. But do you really think that with two superstars, with KD and another superstar, with most likely R.J. Barrett on the Knicks... Over what they have in Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, if you're good at MSG, it takes over itself. I mean, I, I yeah. said that the whole thing with Zion. Yeah, if if you got him, hands down, would be legendary. Right. KD's a weird one for me, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can see him throwing New Yorker. I could see it being a bad relationship. I, I'll put it that way. Listen, it, it's a lot of risk reward there because you can it, it can go both ways. <laughs> and look, it. winning winning cures a lot of things. Absolutely. That. Like you were hinting at, right? They'd sweep a lot of things under the rug, but mm-hmm. it only takes one thing, right? Oh, I agree. I agree with you. But, you know, we're, we have... I think they so should bring J.R. Smith back with oh, him geez. in New York. That'd be a fun Yeah, that combo. would be really fun. Yeah, J.R. Smith. <laughs> I don't think that guy's got enough... I think the only area left untattooed yeah. is his face. So I, I think Clay's another interesting one, too. It, it, it sounds like if Katie leaves... Well, right, he's gonna stay, but I think he stays regardless, unless Golden State doesn't give him f- five year all his money. Right, and they can't offer him the extra thirty now. I think because he didn't make the yeah, which is pretty, which is pretty fucked up. All NBA team that uh, uh, that a player's contract and bonuses is 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 dependent on the Some media sports writer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but. I think the only reason Clay would leave is if they do not offer him five years and they try to be cute with him. Just give him the money. He deserves it. That That's it. I, I don't think he goes anywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't mess around with it because yeah. Lakers are also a possibility there. Yes, it's a possibility, but I, I've i been on record saying that I don't believe the Lakers I, I will don't, get anybody. I don't see it either. I don't think they'll get anybody. Anybody of value, and then LeBron's going to throw his usual fit, and he's going to demand like a trade or, or something out of there. Yeah. So that's gonna yeah. Be who, who knows what they do? I mean, if they strike out, they could be one of the ones looking at CP three. They could because because the LeBron effect, which actually is very interesting, because CP 3s contract is unreal. So he's got two years left. I believe it's eighty million. Mil? 80 million, 80 million. and then plus he's got a player option at 44 million which he's obviously going to take yeah so you're so Point you're guards the, don't do too well agent yeah so and especially him he's injured all the time mm. and he could be the my least favorite player in the NBA which is I've been on record multiple times who's moodier him or LeBron playing on the same team oh no their cycles will match up <laughs> real quick real quick so it'll just be a and then Genie will have it'll be all fucked. Please, the drama that'll come out of the Staples Center would be ridiculous. It's already bleeding through. Ooh, look at this guy, you witty <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, all right. Speaking of witty, well, let's get into the brow. What do we think about the brow? So there's three choices <clears throat> of where he's gonna. Oh, uh, like, like I said to you, I thought he was still gonna leave. I think you did too, right? right. Why would he want to stay there? So no reason they're, to. they're finally listening to offers. Mm-hmm. So well, they have a competent GM mm-hmm. that's in there, and and well, in, I, I think we're giving him a lot of lot of credit. Look, he did 
okay. He didn't do well. He well, happened to have the best play, but he yeah. was able. He listen. He blew he, up a he, team. He managed two divos together, so that right. was his biggest thing. Right, which is why Phil Jackson is regarded the way that he is. That's it's just all about that. You have to be able to manage super superstars and egos of one of the biggest superstars that we've seen in a long and time. And a crazy owner, too, right? In absolutely. Absolutely. That's another good point. That's another good point. So, uh, so, so where would AD go? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, Lakers are still out there. That offer is never going to leave. Well, apparently, they pulled the offer back. So the reports yeah, you, were that... You, you don't know what's happening with the Lakers. Man. Right. But the report was is that the new executives that are in the Pelicans building liked the the original offer that the Lakers had, had given for AD. Yeah. And then if you're the Lakers, you're throwing that out there as soon as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do know that the, um, the Pelicans are... And actually AD are kind of softening on the Lakers because... One, the Lakers are also trying to flip Lonzo Look, Ball for a draft pick. Your Knicks could put together a nice package. That, that's another destination that um, that some believe that he could go to. Uh, I, I think you need to land somebody first before you attempt that offer. Uh, or do you try for that first to lure someone? Well, I, I the draft is going to happen. First of all, the draft is going to happen first, mm-hmm. which is where I think AD gets dealt. Because then you're going to see teams drafting base, like for the Knicks example they have the third overall pick right, right. cuz you want to do the trade first before you draft a player cuz as soon as you draft right. him it loses value correct so they'll call the ideally they'll call the Knicks and say hey draft RJ yeah. Barrett and this is who we're going to want and they still that. have the two future Mavericks picks as well correct and then they have you know Dennis Smith Jr. They have Kevin Knox. Um, and, and they're historical great picks. Yes, yes. So, but, you know, the thing that people don't understand about the Knicks is is that there has... Everything? Well, yes, because you see the good things that <laughs> so are actually starting... So they're a perfect starting. fit with Durant. Oh, my God, this kid. You know what? I can't wait till like, July 1st comes around where we can actually talk <laughs> about all of like, the shit that's actually happened instead of, instead of just potentially uh, shooting darts at a, at a, at a board. But um, the, the guys that are in there right now from a basketball standpoint, Scott Perry and, um, and uh, David Fisdale, you know, they're doing the right thing. The, the shit that doesn't seem to go away when it comes to the Knicks is just the antics with James Dolan. Kicking fans out of uh, arenas, fighting with Oakley. you know Charles Oakley, like that stuff is, is is away from basketball and never really right. should the, be. The involved. rumors out there of what he wants to do, right. sell it or whatnot, right? right? And then, but it really, but listen, where, where he it comes says to, like all he cares about is filling arenas, right. shit like that, right. like. But you know when it comes down to it, when Melo was here and when Tyson Chandler was having his issues with his, his, I think his daughter was sick or something like that. He was like, "Get on the plane, get on my private jet." Like he takes care of guys when they get in the building, and he'll pay a luxury tax regardless of what it is because he don't care. He doesn't need to care, right? So that's why everyone just. Uh, there were a couple questions that were coming into the mailbag. Were like, "Can the Knicks afford AD, Kyrie, and KD?" They could. Um, some may need to take a little less money, but they I mean, would be you, able to go over the You put that product pants. out in the garden, it's going to sell out every night. It's going to be crazy. But uh, I don't think Knicks fans should want AD. I think that they're Why? better. Why wouldn't you want him? Jer- I don't think. I, I, first of all, I don't think for a player of his caliber and what he did down in New Orleans doesn't match up. And I would rather take an R.J. Barrett, who's going to be much better in the pros because of the spacing, than... Come who's on. going to be also are, much are cheaper. Are you really comparing him to AD? No, I'm just saying from a financial standpoint. Like, I would rather deal with a young player who's got five years Yeah, on a but low you deal. never know what's going to happen. You're talking about a young player who's just in the tournament and got embarrassed. Why? Because he missed a free throw? Because he couldn't hit an open shot? Nobody on that team could hit an open shot. It's not like his, jump, he, it's not like his jumper was broken. Look, it... I'd rather go for the known commodity. But the known commodity hasn't produced anything, and you're going to have to pay him $40 million. You've also never had three all-stars in MSG. You you could have an all-star in R.J. Barrett. So I, I, would ra- I would rather have two all-stars, keep 
Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, the draft picks where Bronny's going to come out. Like, that's what, if you want to build a team, Katie's 30. If Kyrie comes, he's he, he's 27, 28. So those picks are going to matter down the road because they're not going to be there for long. So stay away from AD. I think AD, if he's going to go anywhere, it's either going to be L.A. or the Knicks. I just hope it's L.A. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. And the, honestly, LeBron and AD, that is actually a pretty nice pairing given where they, the two play on the court. Yeah, I mean, they, they might be able to snag Butler out there too. Yes, yes. You know, he, busy he, uh, shooting free throws with Marky Mark starter. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. But he's he's going to bounce if he, gets a full, if he gets a full max from the Lakers, and I think they've all but said that. Right. But right. I don't think. The Sixers. I don't think they want to get rid of him. I mean, he's no, their I think best player in the Yeah, the I think they'll let Tobias Harris walk for sure. Oh, yeah. What a great trade. <laughs> what do we think about Kemba? Does Jordan foot the bill? I, I think that's... Is he worth it? Like, God, they don't have anything, and yet it's... You know, you're going down the same path. Mm-hmm. You sign him. Another aging small guy, right? He's right. 29. Uh, right around there. 28, I think. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, you sign him for five years, and you're going to be paying him God right. knows what off of that. Well, so. that. You just look at John Wall, right? Exactly. Right. But I wouldn't... I, I think Kemba going to another team for less than a max deal is enticing. Yeah. I, I think if... Kemba can get the max deal from someone. Right, right. I, I think that's going to be the most interesting situation in free agency just because of where his value is. Yeah, seeing where he goes and all. Right. But it, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, and, and I believe the domino that starts everything off is where KD ends up picking. And where KD ends up picking is going to determine, I, I believe, where Kyrie goes, and then the AD trade, and then the CP3 possible trade, and... And whatever's going on. Um, yeah, it should be uh, some dominoes to fall, right? Yeah, it should be good. So, you know, we only have, what, two weeks to the draft. And then mm-hmm. we got another three and a half weeks, four weeks until free agency starts. Which the NBA said that wasn't going to start at midnight on July 1st. I believe it was going to start, <laughs> like, earlier. So we can just be sitting there just going back and forth waiting to see these guys. Yeah, sign. I mean, we, we already have rumors out already. Right, exactly. It's just a matter of when they can sign on the dotted line. Who was it the other day? Um, Hart on the Lakers was saying, oh, yeah, the players can't tamper. And then he's talking about we, we might trade for AD. I was like, motherfucker, you might be one of the first ones trading <laughs> yeah, right. anything out for him. <laughs> yeah, because he's Be, be one careful of the, what you wish for. Right, and he's one of the ones that really wants to go from the, the palm trees of L.A. down to the swamps in New Orleans. I love me some New Orleans, man. Well, Don't go there. Uh, playing in the Smoothie King Center. Oh, yeah. Playing in front of all those fans. Oh. Sharing medical staff. Staring medical staff, which we have to say, apparently they split up. And now they have their <laughs> own medical center. But that's that's the nonsense that goes down there. In the, in hey, the you could send me Pelicans. down to New Orleans as a millionaire. Take that any day. Oh, you can, you know, you can hang out and do some some uh, jazz fest and Mardi Gras and maybe own like a bar and. Just be the guy that sits in the corner, spitting, <laughs> packing a lip, spitting, spitting in this platoon, telling your old sob stories of the days <laughs> where you were overseas. I can just see you now, hair all a mess. Be a great, great time. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're gonna be doing fishing tours out of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Bubble gump. Yeah. I was just, all right. I was let's just move on. There. We digress. Uh, so. One of the fun things that we have going on now right. is NFL mini camp and all, which and is shocking. We're talking; we can talk about the NFL in June, and it'd be one of the big time conversations that goes on now. Like they've successfully made their sport three hundred sixty five days a year. Yeah, NFL's getting better with it, extending and extending it. There's still some dull points. It's not like the NBA where it's a constant. Soap opera, I, I think they're starting to realize how the NBA's done that and right. trying to make it more so where it's a constant talking point. Mm-hmm. Look, they still have the popularity. 
Well, you need to also understand the NBA season is much, much longer than the NFL season. Yes, so, it is. And it goes so just on put forever. that in perspective. But, okay, so let's talk about the first big news that kind of dropped today. Skins, um, man. Being the laughing stock. Yeah, so if anybody wasn't really following, um, Trent Williams had said that he was going to sit out of mandatory minicamp this week over, over his contract. That was the initial reports that he mm-hmm. wanted to make one right now. And those that you don't know, Trent Williams happens to be probably one of the top, when healthy, one of the top five left tackles in the league, arguably. Yeah, and at, definitely up there. And at 30 years old, he's with, still with got a couple of years With fat contracts. Left. Yeah, and, you know. And was saying it's non-football related now, why yeah. he wants to leave the team. Right. And just recently, the other day, right. Um, Zach Brown, right, you were saying before? Yeah, Zach Brown, not the band, the football <laughs> player. Uh, came out and said, you know, it, it could be a gripe. He signed with division rival, but was saying, like, because uh, he's on it, the Eagles now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Uh, he was saying in the locker room there was clicks and everything. Like nobody got along together. Uh, and now this comes out with Trent Williams saying non-football related. We we don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Could have been some medical things leaked. But right. it, but it's also interesting, right? When you have two of those news stories come out right around the same time. Right, and then I believe uh, AD um, all day Peterson ended up claiming that he talks to Trent Williams all the time and says that, you know, he's never expressed this to me as well. Yeah, so he, now you got everything he, coming He also out. said he never used a switch, too. So. Yeah, well, you know, to him it wasn't a switch. To him it was just discipline. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I got to be worse. But, hey, <laughs> that's just, that's just going to be a very interesting point. Yeah, by a stingray, I heard. Yes. <laughs> Don't fuck. Seriously, that shit hurts, man. And deadly. I'm still here. I'm sitting talking to you. Steve Irwin wasn't so lucky. Did you, are you, did yes. you just call yourself a crocodile? No. I called myself a stingray survivor. I went to the doctor the other day to get my, to get my shots to make sure I'm, I'm all straight because they do have venom. So I got stingray venom flowing through these veins. <laughs> and Hopefully and you'll be immune now. <laughs> the nurse comes up to the doctor and says, uh, how are we going to describe uh, John's visit? And uh, she's like, oh, she's going through the categories. And she's like, all right, so we're going to say that he was attacked by an exotic animal. Now, you know me. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. I told everybody surviving exa- exotic animal attack. What kind of attack? Exotic animal. It's a stingray. Yeah, and most- by the way, the stingray is getting bigger in size every time I tell the fucking story. First, it was like this little, this like one that was probably the size of like this chair. Fill up this room now. Yeah. Man eater. Yeah. Now it's that thing that ended up landing on top of the submarine at the beginning of Aquaman. Thing's fucking huge. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to, let's get back. So, do we want to talk about your Jets? Okay. So, here's the deal I will not talk about that team. You can mention the team's name. I'm going to talk about what's going on with said team, but we'll never mention them by name. My team has no name. <laughs> okay? So, the the team in New York, all right, is going through Which a, one? Uh, the green one. <laughs> is going through a, a general manager search. Okay? And this actually hurts Ryan because the main target that this team is looking at is Joe Douglas, who is basically second in command to your boy Howie Roseman over in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the way it hurts is not only him, it's the personnel that would be taken Leaving with him. Leaving with him, right. Which is one of the reasons why he's the favorite for the job is because... Of the staff that he had in uh, the, with the Eagles, and then also the staff that he was under in Big Man Boy Ozzie Newsom in Baltimore. So he's probably the front runner, and for obvious reasons, I know Eagles fans alike aren't really too happy about it, but it is what it is. Yeah, right. It, it's what it is. We'll we'll see what happens right. where they end up going. Another search is uh, Champ Kelly from the Bears who uh, is actually, people are saying, don't sleep on him. Um, and he also has some history with Adam Gase. Both Joe Douglas and uh, the uh, Champ Kelly have history with him, both in Denver and when he was um, 
in Chicago. So it's going to be an interesting search. That search should probably wrap up by the end of the week, and then uh, the Jets will probably... Damn it! Shit! <laughs> yeah, so hopefully they wrap it up before, before the <laughs> Jets trade away a few more players and John uh, breaks down over here. Yeah, well, moving on, because I slipped once, and I promised myself I would never talk about them until the season started. So now one of the big stories that came out, Gerald McCoy was making way too much money for his production. The Buccaneers end up releasing him, signing Sue. Saving a whopping $3 million to sign Sue. Right, who, in all accounts, is, he is better than McCoy. And remember, um, he wanted to play in Todd Bowles' defense for the team that's in New York, and uh, they didn't pull the trigger there because McCagnan didn't pull the trigger on anything. So he gets McCoy's number two in Tampa. So now McCoy... Definitely thinks this is personal. Ends up signing with Carolina for less money than what Baltimore offered him. Took his number and now has to play. Now gets to play Tampa twice a year. <laughs> Love petty moves. It's oh, perfect. It's a perfect move. All right. So, speaking of petty, what with boxing? Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how that's petty. It's just. Oh. Seeing Andy Ruiz now, and with all those belts, it, it just blows my mind. So, those of you who haven't seen Andy Ruiz, you got to Google search him. He comes up with his Knicks jersey, just looking like an average fan. One of the best quotes I heard was, <laughs> he looks like an angry Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Absolutely does. So, the guy's 6'2". 268, so he's not a strapping human being. And then up against Anthony Joshua, who's 6'6", chiseled from steel. Right. So at, at the fight the other night, end up actually going, watching that MSG. So talk about the atmosphere before the fight started. was wild. Yeah. A ton of Brits. So they had a good card, played it well. They had uh, Katie Taylor fighting earlier. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, the event was in the garden, right? It wasn't in the theater. Correct, yes. Yeah. Right. So, so, sold out to Full Garden. Right. So for those of you who don't know, most of the boxing um, matches are held in the theater because they can't fill it. That's how big this fight is. Right. And I think it was even more so because Jarrell Miller, who's from mm-hmm. right up in Brooklyn, would get the big crowd up here. Right. But ended up popping yeah, on a pizza ass. So got pulled, and Andy Ruiz got pulled in short notice. He just mm-hmm. got another fight, short chain camp, and comes in fight uh Anthony Joshua. Right, who is the holds three belts in the heavyweight division. Yeah, and then it looks like Joshua didn't even bother flying over from London. Right. And he, he came out, was just so slow. All the Brits are trying to get him going, singing Oasis, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the third, right, after two slow rounds, he can't establish a jab, can't throw a jab, can't Which throw the body. to me. It doesn't go straight. It's so wild. The way he throws the jab, it hooks off. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's beyond. I mean, he's always had conditioning issues too in the past, but this well, was beyond he's, a conditioning. Well, he's he was, like, busy. tired from walking out to the ring. All right. Well, what's his name? Uh, Andre Ward was saying after the fight, he's like, you know, if Anthony Joshua stops worrying about being an Instagram model and worries about getting in the gym and be a fucking <laughs> boxer, he would be one of the best fighters to ever fight. But Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, there's there's other things that are that that Anthony Joshua has issues with, you know. He doesn't have a solid chin. His chin is, as we saw or as you saw live, quite skeptical. Uh, right. Um, and then the the heart to kind of be the best. So yeah, I mean, in the third, right, he ends up knocking down, uh, knocking Ruiz down off beautiful uppercut to a hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ruiz gets up and just starts swinging for it. Knocks uh, Joshua down twice. Right. Joshua tries shrugging it off. No big deal. Mm-hmm. The air starts coming out of that arena, man. Big time. And he never picked it up. It looked like the fourth he was stunned. Mm-hmm. Didn't throw a single punch. Just kind of skated around trying to avoid. Like, you're that big. You got to establish your jab. Right. Like, get the distance. There was no such thing. Ruiz wasn't afraid to come in at all. Right. Uh 
Well, I was wa- when I was watching the fight, the second the second blow that knocked Joshua down hit him in the back of the ear. So I was like, all right, so his equilibrium's all messed up, and you could see that because then he was not moving. No, anywhere, like he wasn't moving to begin the fight. Then he was Even just worse. very sluggish around. Yeah, uh, fifth came back back and forth a little bit. Not not much. What did you have? The, what did you have the 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 score at by the, by the fifth round? You thought Ruiz was up four one, or excuse me, four two. Uh in in rounds. Yeah. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. I I I always tend to think that. I mean, personally, I would score like that, but like with the champion, I would give him more rounds just because that's the way it's done. Right. He has promotion. It, you know, we it's just the way it does. And Fury. So you you would probably have to see say he was up in the scorecards. Mm-hmm. Ruiz was coming, mm-hmm. but then in the seventh, when it's all happened, man, it's just. Right, because you can't keep the guy off. The guy keeps coming in, going for the haymaker. And props to Ruiz, man. Showed some fast hands against mm-hmm. uh, Statue, and then kept on swinging home till he chopped that marble statue down twice yeah. in the seventh. Joshua just quit, man. Well, so Literally do you, quit. Do you think when you're when you're watching the the, the replay of the fight and he, he's talking to the ref, he gets up out. I believe it was after the six or seven count, and uh, he's got his hand. First of all, he spits his mouthpiece out. It's like he's smiling. He's smiling like you know, like he thinks that this is a joke. Yeah. He's got his hands on the on the on the ropes, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." And the ref's just like, "You know what?" I, like, shit. After the fight, he was happier for Ruiz than Ruiz was for himself. Yeah, but I I, I think I give more credit to to Joshua actually being like a class act in that. How it was just strange. It was weird. Yeah, like, I agree. You're, you're just happy to be there. Like, you're the champion. Like Wilder would. <laughs> destroy that guy he would have punched his head into the 200 level at msg well p- speaking of that you would think now that the air of that fight is kind of or the the well the wilder already has his next two fights lined up right he's fighting ortiz again which was a hell of a fight right uh for those of you who don't know older cuban who never lost until he fought wilder had right. wilder on the ropes hurt wilder Knocked came down. back showed heart didn't quit and knocked him out. So, so there. So obviously, when stuff like this happens, there's always the conspiracy theories that start running wild. And and one of the things is, is that they do have a deal between Wilder and Joshua. And since Wilder apparently had a two uh, two fights before he was going to fight Joshua, the reason why uh, Joshua went down was then he's got a hundred. He's got an automatic. Um, I'm drawing a blank. He's got an automatic uh, rematch, re- rematch with Ruiz. With Ruiz. And that would fill in the fight, and then they both. There's fight no afterwards. way you throw that fight to Ruiz. Uh, listen, I agree because I, I'm not. I'm not of the sense that fighters at at this point are begging or. In, first of all, Joshua's not in any trouble to be throwing fights anyway for money or anything. No, like it's that. still boxing at the end of the day too. Yeah. So they care about the record because right. having no losses sells. Absolutely, and you know one of the things that um, I was reading before is that after the Vladimir Klitschko fight, which Vladimir Klitschko was reigning heavyweight champion for years didn't lose a fight for 10 years yeah and um joshua yeah joshua ended up getting knocked down that's actually talk about one of the big streaks well fury beat him first fury beat who first klitschko correct correct and then fury ended up getting in trouble or not in trouble because he he didn't give him the rematch so he just vacated his belt right right and then he came his personal demons and stuff like that but then um you know joshua ended up coming into the ring getting knocked down by klitschko and then knocking klitschko out which was an amazing fight 100 percent. but then the one of the great defensive counterpunchers calls up Joshua and says, "Hey, listen, like there are some flaws in your game. Come down to Floyd Mayweather. It says, come down to my gym in Vegas, and we'll work on your jab and your counters, which are the two things that caught up to him on Saturday. And apparently, he walked through the gym, said hello to Floyd, and then went to Wet Republic pool party to get you know get a little wet of his whistle." You you're worried about being an Instagram model and hanging out by the pool, wet public with a bunch of hoes. You you're gonna get knocked out by a big fat Mexican who's popping, who treated him like a hoe. Yeah, and he's sitting there on top of your ring with your three belts, which is the oddest thing, and it it just kind of makes me mad, right? Because you have two guys on the other side with Fury Wilder, even Mm -hmm. Ortiz, like these guys who got ducked by. by Joshua, mm-hmm. and those guys aren't afraid to battle. They're battling all 
each other, and this guy's losing over to a Raiders fan, not doing anything about it. Yeah, and there have been there have been a lot of skeptics who were saying that yeah. Joshua doesn't want to come over here to fight people. He wants him to come over to Wembley where he gets his judges, he gets you know, his card, and, he gets and, his gloves, and he, beat he gets everything. Dylan White a while ago, right? Right. Who should have been one of the contenders. For some reason, he's not ranked high enough, which is crazy. This guy, that's another guy a lot of people don't want to fight in the mm-hmm. heavyweight division who's di- kind of uh, overlooked and disrespected. But that guy can bang, man. Uh, fellow countryman. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he'd be a lot of fun getting in the mix as well. Well, I, it's one fighter that like Fury doesn't want to fight before fighting right. because you, you don't want to mess anything up right now. Well, I think the good thing about the heavyweight division now is that with fun. with this loss, you're starting to get that allure back of the heavyweight division. And back in the day, you know, being the heavyweight champion of the world was the biggest. Yeah, you were they, the biggest icon in sports, not just boxing in sports. And especially if you were an American. The, the best thing that could happen for Joshua would be if Ortiz was able to beat Wilder, right? And then they would have the rematch, and then Fury would be available. You right. get in that way, But I hopefully. think Fury has... A, he's got three fights under Aram that's already locked in. So he's going to fight for a little bit away from those guys. But Well, I mean, if Wilder wins, the next fight's with Fury. That's already signed. Yes, yes. So... I, I don't know the details if he loses towards Well, if Wilder loses, um, Wilder has probably a rematch clause in his contract where he'll fight Ortiz for his belt. Yeah. So uh, it's the, the problem with boxing is that we always have to wait for the big fight that we want. And, and the other thing, too, with uh, Joshua, right, which was threw off a lot of fights, was that, you know, the main fights in America, but if he lost... The automatic rematch clause goes back to the UK, which right. is where Ruiz will have to go now. Right. Which is crazy because you think about it, what kind of loser gets to dictate the terms of the fight? Well, that was the that was one of the reasons why Fury ended up signing with Bob Arum was because the contract negotiations between him and Wilder were getting so out of whack. He thought that he needed to protect himself, and likely as he should, because the way that that fight ended up turning out was just. Got robbed. Robbed of probably the greatest sports comeback in the history not of sports. Not taking any, like I said before, not taking anything from Wilder. Just, he knocked Fury's head off into back to Wembley. Yeah. And then somehow he came up like The Undertaker, put on the best boxing fight I've he, seen in a long, long time. He only won two rounds, regardless. He only yeah. won two rounds. Oh, no. Two big rounds, but doesn't, only one, two. It doesn't matter. Even if you say, oh, you, the champ's got to lose, you got to go out and beat the champ. Dude, you only won two rounds. He beats the champ. So, I mean, it, it's going to be fun. These these next two years are going to be fun with, you know, all these guys in the heavyweight division. And um, I, I, I there are some other fights that... Um, yeah, are, I mean, are, one other guy on the card, Colm Smith. Yeah. Who, 168. That's, yeah, that's your boy. Yeah. So, I mean, if we have Canelo, who wants to prove he really has that belt for that weight class, mm. he needs to go fight Smith. I don't think he does. No. Because the size difference is crazy, right? Smith's 6'3". Just the hook that guy throws, this yeah. looping, vicious left hook. And, oh, man. And based on the way that Oscar De La Hoya does business, that fight's never going to get done. He, he doesn't want anything no. of that. No. He, he would be too slow for it. It oh, would be wild. Because well, he can't fight his fight, right? He can't do the pressure game. He can't do the counter against Colm. Mm-hmm. It would not go well. And he's, he's not fast enough. Well, the only fight that really Alvarez is probably going to take that's going to generate the money is probably Triple another, G again? Yeah, another Triple G yeah, fight. Yeah, I could care less. Yeah, because you, it was a travesty in the first one. The second one was just a boring fucking fight. <sighs> nobody... uh, he pushed pace. Alvarez just messed them all up in the yeah, second one. Yeah. But still... Like... But you, you, that's not what you're supposed to... No, it's, it's not what anybody wanted. So I'm done with that. So, how about some streaks? Okay. All right. So th- we're coming to the end, and one of the things, James Haza, the uh, professional uh, gambler out in uh, from Vegas, was going on Jeopardy, and he was he won thirty one times in a row, and his reign on Jeopardy ended up coming to an end on Monday to a nice little public librarian. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what she did when she just walked off with a whisper. <laughs> So just to give everyone a little um, kind of 
you know, context on what really went on for these last 32 wins. So he won 32 straight times on Jeopardy. He amassed uh, more than $2.5 million in winnings. He broke the single-day uh, winnings record, of, and he won 13000 He owns all top tens in single-day winnings, and obviously he's second most in career earnings to the great one. So who is not very far ahead of him, and he's done it in half the time? Ken Jennings, I think, did it in like 70-something yeah, wins or something like that. Yeah, and let's never refer to him as the great one again. And from a Jeopardy perspective, he is. Yeah, well, there's one streak that I care about, and that's Wayne Gretzky's 51 consecutive goals. Okay. <laughs> this is a streak I could care less about with right. Jeopardy. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. But a good transition. Right. I, I like thought that. so. I thought so. But, so, let's talk about some of our top, our favorite streaks. So, one that we just kind of, you know parlayed into is the Gretzky Street. So 51 right. straight games with at least one point. Ah. Enough said, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone needs to understand if you're not an avid hockey fan or you like watching hockey because you think it's a Canadian sport or, or you think they play a dangerous sport on the hardest surface on the planet – you need to understand that they change lines. Gretzky's not out there all the time. And for him to get one point, he needs to score a goal or he needs to get an assist. And that's one hell of a streak to have, especially Shit, even nowadays. Even playing 51 games in that sport, man. Well, they, they play on broken legs, those guys. Hockey players are the toughest players on the planet. Toughest players on the planet. Yeah, but you're talking about a goal scorer, right? Not as big as the other players. That's being true. Able to be That's out true. there back in the day like that. So, But he was very elusive in his time that he was on there, and he had great sure success was. on all the teams that he was on. And you know what? All, they call they don't call him the great one for nothing. And no, they he's, don't. He's always been that. So, another one. Cal Ripken, the Iron Man. Right, and I think... 200... 2,632 2, straight games. And there's 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 conspiracy around this one, right? The day where I think the Yankees came to town and Ripken was, um, I believe he was like messing around or something the night before and he wasn't in the arena. And then the lights in the stadium at Cameron Yards go out for, I believe, like an hour. The, the theory is or the conspiracy is is that he ends up coming in late and they ended up putting him in for a couple of a couple of innings because he was so fucked up from the night before. Oh wow! And then they took when him was out. Was this early he, on or no? This later was like this was like later on, like around you know seventeen, eighteen hundred games. Like he was in the he was in the midst of the streak. Mm. Um, or it was no, actually no. I think it was around the time where he was about to break it. So he was gonna lose it. If he didn't show up to the stadium, so they put huh. him in for like an inning or two, and then. But this streak, I think, is never going to get broken. Yeah, I because mean, I don't think who, they, who they, really cares about breaking it either. No, I, well, Miguel Tejada at one point wanted it bad, but then you know he got popped for roids and pissed hot, so that ended that. But <laughs> you know, from an anal- the baseball has become so analytical; these guys don't need to play every game. It's just not the way that the game is played anymore. No, so. I mean, the, everyone has the, the the conversation of which baseball streak is unbreakable, the 2,632 by Ripken or DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak, which is impressive in itself. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's something I would care more about. Oh, obviously. I mean, the reason why we care about it more is because we know that it could be breakable. Someone could do it. Well, and it's an exciting part of the game, rather than just seeing a guy out there. Like. Right, exactly, exactly. And just because who Joe DiMaggio is, one, two, the team that he played for, and just the the allure around who he was when he was playing for the Yankees. It just makes it one of those things that you know is attainable, and if somebody gets close, it's going to be like watching... You know, Barry bon- uh, McGuire Sosa go at it for Maris or, or Bonds going at it for... Yeah, I don't know that that will ever be replaced, that kind of excitement. Well, I- I'm just saying, like, baseball hasn't had that type of excitement in a really long time. If somebody got very close, the sports world and the baseball world would start going nuts. Yeah, can, can we bring Juice back to the baseball? 
Well, mean, they are juicing the balls. Juicing the balls, but it's, it's not balls. helping. We're, we're seeing more home runs than ever, just not from same player. Right, right. Well, because those players, for whatever reason, decide that they don't want to be healthy for the entire year. You know, the, it just the way that the way that players are being taught to hit doesn't help. You know, streaks and 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 home runs like that. And two of the guys end up not being playing for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, but Barry Bonds, say what you will, he had one of the pure swings oh, out Barry, there. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time. Like, Ooh, I love that. So, Talk about like, hot take. It's just, that's just how it is. I mean, you if you want, you can start throwing statistics at You can DM me. You can throw Babe Ruth at me and all that nonsense. Barry Bonds is the, regardless of juice or whatever. I mean, look, look how afraid... Pitchers were. Fun. They walked him with the bases loaded, down when the Giants were down a run. You want to talk about a streak? How about all the times he was getting walked? It was wild. Yeah, that that was unbelievable. His on base percentage was nuts. It was mm-hmm. nuts. And he's and I believe I, I was talking to uh, actually one one of our uh, listeners. Um, sh- shout out to Matt was telling us that. His statistical season, and and I'm going to make sure to get this and we can talk about it um, next week, is like a statistical albatross. Like his on-base percentage, hitting percentage, and um, slugging percentage is like an impossible number to hit. But because of his season, he was able to achieve it. And and, and just think about, you don't know if you're going to get walked, the mentality of going up there. And the amount of times it slims down your chances because you're not getting actual at-bats. Right. And then to produce like he was, it just that shows you how unreal he was. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what do we have next? Now that we're talking about juicing, so why not continue it with Lance Armstrong winning yeah, seven Tour I, de France's? So I, this one, so this is this kind of hits a little home. So I was at, I was in Paris at the finish line. I was playing in um, uh, for the U.S. in like a global basketball thing. And we were in Paris uh, for a training camp, and we were all at the the finish line when he come in, came in for his seventh. That was I don't I don't follow cycling. I don't give a shit about cycling. Or no, like, but he was the only one to ever make cycling. Exciting. And he was a, and he was American, and you know his story about you know and him being in dodgeball and you know the whole you know social reference around Lance Armstrong was. Unreal. Live strong. He was actually doing yeah, good like, too. It was it was unreal. And then and then the whole thing started coming out about like him bullying people and threatening people about the drug testing and everything like that. And then after he stopped cycling, everybody who's won the Tour de France since basically has been popped for blood. Uh, it's crazy. It's, it's like a part of the sport. Yeah, it, it is a part of the sport. Still is. Yeah, still is. It's like same thing with baseball. I mean, can't separate. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day. You tuned in during the summers when the Tour de France was on to see what he was doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, seven, seven, regardless we, we tuned they... in for a lot of juicing back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Touche, Ryan. Touche. But I don't know if he still has the seven, like if they count the seven. I don't really know if they stripped it or not. But in our books and in our minds and in our hearts and in our balls, seven's the streak. You got him with us, Lance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, some other ones, right? UCLA, John Wooden, 88th Street, Games, Huskies, one, girls basketball, one, 111. Uh, I I think UCLA, the the impressive part was winning the seven championships in there, too. Right. Celtics winning eight championships. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I... I, I think you can discount a little bit just because the competition levels with, with and the number of teams, and right, right, for the Celtics and also for um, you know UConn back then. Now, now it, girls basketball has gotten a lot more competitive, it, right? Even though it's, like it's kind of broken. Yeah, out you're still having teams, some of the top teams. I yeah. mean, at least they're not winning every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I think. Boxing fight. One of the ones we were looking at was kind of funny. Yeah, this is good. This uh, is good. Not, not starting off on these two first, right? Right. If, if we looked at the wins, what was the Julio Chavez thing? 80, 87 straight wins without a loss. Without a loss. Oh, without I, a win. 
No, I'm sorry. 87 think, straight bouts right. with a win. And I think Sugar Ray Robinson was up there right around right. that, too. But the one about Julio Chavez is the fact that the the 87th fight he fought, it was a draw. A draw. He didn't even lose. <laughs> <laughs> so That's wild. So I believe, what do we say? Sugar Ray was up at like 97 or something like that, straight fights with a win. Around so that. insane. Yeah. I mean, and but then, those guys fought. Yeah. I mean, you know, nowadays Battles. you got nowadays you got like Floyd Mayweather who's also, ducking everybody. But also competition. So True. And and the way that they were able to I mean, look at Muhammad Ali. But he went he was what hit at the end of his career. Yeah, but fifty six and four yeah, or something like that. You didn't have the same training, so to keep it up that long, I guess it's it's impressive. Yeah. I mean I'll know. give it to him. Uh, but and, we, we, one of the things we wanted to talk about, right, when we were looking this up, is yeah. that, that for Floyd, right? The Your career record. Right. So <laughs> Rocky Marciano is 49, 49 now. And the big thing that Floyd wanted to do was beat him before he retired. 100%. So retired at 49 right, now. So he retired at, at 49. And then now. one of the things we forgot was that he came back and fought McGregor to go to 50 and 0. Yeah. And they counted that on his belt, which is like the most ridiculous thing that we ever heard. Yeah, so, but he says he's 50 and 0. We count him at 49 and 0, and then that's that. So, but I mean, I guess the one thing that we really want to make sure that we keep up is the mailbag, which is something that was more important to us. We decided to substitute the mailbag this week for the top five streaks because of what happened on Jeopardy. And um, John was busy getting stung with Stingray, so he didn't have time to read your mail. Yeah, well, you know what? That's what happens when you're a bottle of tequila in after you get took with Stingray. It's the only medicine that was available by the Mexican border at that particular time. So, I mean, one of the things that we are going to keep up is following the NBA Finals. We're going to make sure to follow all the NFL minicamp. If you have any questions regarding any of the things that we spoke about or, or have any thoughts about the things that we spoke about, make sure to hit us up on Twitter. And make sure to get at us on on Instagram and hit up that mailbag. And as always, we hold nothing back here. And thanks for listening to us.